0: Hello, you are listening to Second City Sermons, a ministry of Second City Church in Midtown Harrisburg. This Advent and Christmas season, we are in a series called The Mothers of God, Scandalous Mercy in the Genealogy of Jesus. Matthew begins his gospel and the whole New Testament with the genealogy of Jesus, starting with Abraham. But he includes four women, four mothers. And these four women highlight for us who it is that we celebrate in this season, a God of deep and wide mercy. We'd love to meet you, and we hope you'll consider coming and joining us each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the heart of Midtown Harrisburg. You can find us online at secondcitychurch.org and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We hope you enjoy this sermon. God bless and Merry Christmas.
1: Let's pray. Lord. Uh, We come with joy, uh, expectant joy, uh, in some ways having heard the angels of the declaration of what God has done in Christ, the gift of God, the life of the world. Uh, Lord, even as we meditate for a moment here on this wonder of wonders, Lord, we pray that our hearts would be stirred more and more to lift up our voices with the angels in joy and praise and wonder at your gift to us. Lord, be with us. Bless us now. Amen. All right, I'm going to say what I think all of us know, which is that Christmas is a strange time. It's, it's kind of nuts. Driving is nuts. Parking is nuts. We should all get rid of our cars. By the time we get to Christmas, I mean, the decorations having started at the beginning of October in Costco, which is also nuts, we're just kind of done with some of the, at least the decoration, I'm tired of it. That's why if you are wise, you wait till after Thanksgiving, please. Think about how strange all this is, Right? We see manger scenes in people's lawns, right next to blown up Santas, right next to blown up Elsas, right next to blown up Groku, Baby Yodas, in Santa costumes. Uh, We turn on our radios. No, we do not. We turn on our Spotify playlists, and we see, we hear, silent night, holy night. And maybe if it's like really religious, you might hear the song of Mary singing out for the, you know, the bringing down of the proud and the lifting up of the humble. And then you may hear this, Santa got run over by a reindeer. Or if you're, um, if you curated your own little holiday playlist, you might be hearing Weird Al crooning. The night Santa went crazy. Do y'all know that one? Man, look it up later. It's all crazy. It's all nuts. It's all strange. It's all weird. Um, And in some ways, the mess is just right. And I am not trying to celebrate the incessant, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, part of the overtop commercialization of what is is truly a holy time and holy day. But the mess is actually the stuff of life. It's the stuff of life. It is. Um, And what other world does God come into than our world? This world, right? How many of you married people uh, grew up in a family where all of the presents are unwrapped at once, and you happened to marry somebody who came from a family where they unwrap one present at a time? It's just a mess. Um, how many have you brought back presents year after year from the same person? Because they really don't know you and apparently they really don't even care to know you. It's a mess. Um, of course, how many of us are estranged from loved ones? Uh, families that don't speak to one another. It's a mess. Um, Some of us know the bluest of Christmases every year. And we wish the color would change to a little more red and green in our lives. Um, But think, I mean, in Advent season at our church, we've been sitting in this long genealogy together, beginning with the nomad Abraham. And if you know the Abraham story, of course, his wife, who was barren into her old age, desiring a child, and, of course, we saw Judah and his boys playing safe and abusing their power. Uh, we see Rahab live in sort of the red district life. Uh, we saw the deep sorrow of Naomi that just is compounded sorrow upon sorrow. And, of course, Ruth. And we saw this morning even the objectification of a woman by King David himself and what we didn't do actually is walk through each of the stories that we could have done in this long genealogy. But I'm telling you that if we did that, it would have just been a total mess again and again and again. We would have seen wars and we would have seen famines and we would have seen broken families, infidelity, and again and again and again, the abuse of power. It's just, it's just a big mess. But it is, again, let me say this, it's into this world. It's only into this world that our Lord comes. As one author said, rather uninvited. And the story of Mary and Joseph, again, in some ways, highlight all of this for us. It's into this world that our Lord comes. If we looked, if we read, but we're not going to this this evening, um, the song of Mary in the Gospel of Luke, what we would see is she's singing out for God, to come into this world with this kind of mess, bringing down the proud and the mighty from their thrones. She sings of feeding the hungry and the poor, the mess of this world. And what we did just hear from, um, Jim read to us in the middle of our our sanctuary, which by the way, why we read like that is to picture for us. The gospels are read there to picture for us a little bit of the incarnation, the descent of God in the midst of us. Just a side note. Um, but we, we read this story of, of Mary and Joseph right at the end of this long genealogy in Matthew. And then immediately after the, the ending of that genealogy, we have this story about Joseph. And of course, it's also mentioned, Mary's mentioned there too. It says he's a just man. He's a righteous man. He's a, he's a good person. Um, but he's living in the middle of this messy life. And he's betrothed, which is to say he's engaged um, to, to be married to this woman. And this woman's pregnant. And he knows it's not, he's not the father. It's, again, just saying God is coming into the mess of our emotional life and the upheaval of our stories. I mean, she's pregnant. Go figure, right? Right. Because it seems like all of these stories we've been looking at this season have had some sort of sexual scandal. It's not distant, actually, from the stories of our life. So what we come, what we have before us when we come to celebrate the birth of our Lord is just a total mess. It's just, it's just this messy, messy story. Right? I mean, it's like wrapping papers all over the house. The drunk uncle's drunk again, yelling at his wife. And mom is again in the kitchen crying because... Man, she would love a holiday that is just a little more pleasant. It's that kind of story, right? Listen to part of a sermon by um, the great uh, German pastor and theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer that he gave in 1933. He says, if God chooses Mary as an instrument, God himself wants to come into this world in the manger at Bethlehem. That is no idyllic family affair. It must be the beginning of a complete turnaround, a reordering of everything on this earth. He repels the great and the powerful. He puts down the mighty from their thrones. He humbles the arrogant. His arm overpowers all the proud and the strong. He raises what is lowly and makes it great and splendid in his compassion. He says this, therefore, we cannot approach his mangers as, as if it were a cradle or, or of any other child. He, he says earlier actually in this. He says we can't treat it like a theater. Just something to be w- uh, watched as if it's an easy, you know, well put together composition. He says those who wish to come to his manger must find there's something there for them. Because it's this world that God comes to. God comes into this world, our world, your world. Not some sanitized, dirtless hospital, uh, messy-less manger scene, you know, bought off of some shelf at Macy's or Gimble's, elf fans. Um, No, it's in this, this world, the world of Tamar and Judah, Rahab's world, this world, Ruth's world. Bathsheba's world and and David's world and Mary's world and Joseph's world and my world and your world. What we celebrate is God is not distant, but he's present in this mess. Into the world of Ukraine and Gaza and Green Street in Harrisburg. The Apostle Paul tells us in Galatians that it was when the time had fully come that God sent his son born of a woman. It's right, right when God actually meant to send, when the Father meant to send the Son. And Matthew has set up this long waiting story. One of the things we could have focused on in this genealogy is just the long hope and desire Of the people of God to do something. Of course you have Abraham. Long waiting for a child. Long desiring God would make good on his promises. David. Long desiring for a kingdom to truly be established. That reflects the reality of God. And then you have the deportation. You know these these major sort of events that break down this genealogy. The deportation which is say. God's people are even outside of the, uh, the land that they were promised. It's a long, long, long waiting for God to show up. It's teaching us that Jesus comes into this messy world and it, he brings this scandalous mercy and this wild grace. But there's something interesting about this genealogy that I've sort of been wanting to share. And I, I thought at the beginning of the series, like, okay, I'm going to share this Christmas Eve. But almost every week, and just and I talked about this a couple times, almost every week I sort of wanted to get into this, but I didn't, okay? Um, the genealogy that we have, that we've been looking at, is not a genealogy like one that you might think that, that we would write. Meaning, like, if we skipped a generation, that'd be weird. But Matthew doesn't seem to have a problem doing that. It's very clear that he skips some generations in his genealogy. Um, but Matthew's not doing history as we think of history. Matthew, even in this history, is teaching theology. The study of God and how God works. and What he's doing. What's he about? And, what he's, the, the, and the theology he's teaching us is that in the mess of all of this life, in the long-waiting mess, the grace and mercy of God is coming. He's spreading his grace and his mercy wide and deep. All of these foreigners are coming into this story of God. But it's also teaching us this. That God knows that that we matter immensely to God. And he shows up into our world, into our mess, right on time. So this is what we heard. Verse 17. This is what Jim read already. He said, so all the generations of Abraham to David were 14 generations, that's two sevens. Um, And from David to the deportation of Babylon, 14 generations, that's two sevens. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations, again, two sevens. Um, And that's a strange detail to us. We kind of think, what's the big deal? Why are you telling us exactly how many? And why would you skip some generations? And why would you have it fit just perfectly like you want it to in these kinds of ways? Why give us 42 generations from Abraham to the Christ? But The very next thing that we read is Matthew telling us, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. And for our years, that may seem just mundane and normal. And that's what we are expecting to hear because... We're at a Christmas Eve service anyway. And what else are we going to talk about? Um, But hear it like this. Now, the birth of Yeshua, which means God saves. That's what that word means. Jesus means God saves. Now, the birth of God saves Christ, Messiah, the long-awaited one, the anointed one. Oh, now, it's it's the birth of the God Savior, the one we've been waiting for all of this time. He's coming? And he's coming right at time. Matthew's trying to say through all these numbers, he's saying, which uh, Israelites and the Jewish people would have caught on to this because numbers were a big deal. And seventh was the number of completion. And so you have these seven generations times two, right? Two sevens, two sevens, two sevens. And it's right at the, the beginning of the seventh seven For Matthew, that Jesus comes. He's saying, God knows exactly the mess. He knows exactly the long waiting, and it's always in the fullness of time that God comes. He always comes right on time into this world. Listen to what Patty Kirk uh, says in her book, Confessions of an Amateur Believer, which I love the title of. What Joseph's story tells us, though, is that we matter to God. We often ignore God's signs, but we matter to God inexplicably, undeservedly. Even we dedicated Christians tend to forget this truth or doubt it or altogether reject it when we encounter trouble. It's difficult to understand why we matter, but we do. God is watching and listening and speaking promises into the cacophony of our worries and the certainty of their fulfillment into the most deeply buried hopes. This is what God is doing in Christ. She says faith means literally believing that in all things, even the crappiest ones, God works for the good of those who love him. Let me end with this. Brothers and sisters, I really do hope that each one of you has the merriest of Christmases. I do. I hope you have the most wonderful and merriest Christmases. But the beauty of Christmas is not that God comes into the merriment of it all. That's not the beauty of it. The deep beauty of it is that when, God, when, the, t- when the fullness of time came, God sent his son Born of a woman, born into this world. This world where there's no room for him at the inn. God comes into this world and, and that's where he goes. Into the messy, messy places. Born of Mary into a world of David's, Tamar's, and Joseph's and Rahab's. God comes into the mess, and that's the news that we need. God coming in the fullness of time. And that's why we have an invitation in the midst of a world where there are wars ravaging this world. Where there is infighting like crazy among families. And we all know it. But we enter into the merriment of it because God still comes. God takes on flesh and dwells among us. Knowing the long waiting, knowing the sad stories, knowing the mess of all of it. And that's news that the angels sing, glad tidings, great joy. Amen? Amen. Lord, wonder of wonders that you take on flesh and dwell among us. Not hover over the ugly and the mess and the pain and the sorrow and the destruction. But you take on flesh and come lowly in a manger. Acquainted with grief and familiar with sorrow. God, would this truth, give us great joy. And great delight. That you're the light that shines in the darkness. Not away from the darkness, but into the darkness. And the darkness doesn't overcome you. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Second City Sermon podcasts. We hope this sermon has encouraged you to worship God and to celebrate the gospel of Jesus. Please consider subscribing to this podcast and joining us in person each Sunday at 10 a.m. You can find us online at secondcitychurch.org or on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening. God bless.